Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira. Kit. Bria. And Flick. Last week, the party circumvented the constructs in the northern room and gained access to the central chamber they've been questing after for so long. Inside was a spiral staircase leading downwards. Despite the voice in the loudspeaker's protestations and their final claim that I get so sad down there, our adventurers descended. What will they find at the bottom of the spiral stairs? Is their journey to the consecration site finally at an end? Or has it, in fact, only just begun? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hi, 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 hi. It's only just begun. (laughs) Okay, I want predictions. What are you going to find down there? A whole we're nother level to this dungeon and we're going to die. Wait, 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 okay, so Bria, Bizdira is the man behind the curtain. Flick is a whole nother level that you're going to die in. Okay, great. Kit, Bria. That was Bizdira and Flick. I don't know if those were the names I said. I've lost track now. I'll go first since Kit's going to be right. I think okay. that there's going to be pedestals and then there's okay. going to be like big lights shining on the pedestal and then the, mm-hmm. each of the scales are going to be on those. And then uh-huh. somehow they're going to, like, attack us. And then the robots uh-huh. are going to come to life and they're going to attack us. But we're going to uh-huh. fight and we're going to fight and we're going to fight. And then some of us will fall <laughs> and then we'll bring us back. And then we'll win and then we'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a prediction. Are, are you well? in my eyes right now. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? My prediction... Is what Bria said. <laughs> really? Even with the, the the scales? Yes, all of it. Every single part of it. <laughs> She's really committing to the supporting Bria thing this week. Thank you. You're such a good sister. Okay, those are all really good predictions. I can't wait to find out which, if <laughs> any, are like, correct. None of them are correct. <laughs> I mean, they were all, like, bad on some level, so I I hope none of them are completely correct. Bad? What do you mean bad? Well, in yours, everybody dies. Oh, I I see what you're saying. I thought you meant they were bad predictions, as in, like, we didn't do a good job. I was like, I guess there wasn't anything bad in Bizdira's. You just found the man behind the curtain. And we kill him because he's Robert, and Ah! we hate him. Okay, well, that got dark, so moving on. We hate them. Um, We hate them. You do, yes. And it's literally getting dark because we're going down into the ground, right? Okay, so you all go down the spiral staircase. (laughs) I'm so nervous. (laughs) You go go down quite a ways, and eventually, you know, you're sort of in this, right, like this stone, worked stone cylinder that the spiral staircase is in. So there are walls on the outside of the of the spiral staircase. And eventually you get to sort of a, a small landing and there is a door. Just a, it's it's just like one of the ones upstairs. It is the smaller one with the door handle and the small etching of the symbol uh, 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 next to the door handle, above the door handle. Um, I'm going to gesture for Bria to come forward and maybe check the lock. Can I have Kit like look all around the door before I get sure. close to it? Sure. Okay, so she does You want to make me a... You want to make me a perception check? Uh, Kit, wisdom perception. I will take your passive. Great. Oh, 20 adjusted. All right. There did not seem to be any traps. Okay, so I'll give a thumbs up. I am going to go up to the door, and I'm going to... First, I'll I'll check it for traps. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no. 
Um, that's a nine. It is neither trapped nor locked. It is neither trapped nor tell. locked, I say. And I'm going to um, uh, take my hand and I'm going to run it. Why Why do I do these things? Like, it's just so dumb. I'm going to run it down the door and then okay. I'm going to get really close to the door and I'm going to say, please don't hurt us. And then oh. I am going to open the door. Okay. The door opens. This one, it takes, it, you really sort of have to, like, you turn the handle, nothing happens. It's clearly unlocked. But you, like, really have to give it a little bit of, of a push to get it open. And as it opens, you you hear almost like, uh, I mean, we as humans playing this game, like, would hear, like, pressure equalizing or whatever, right? Like, there's there's almost like a, a, a hiss and like a, a small rush of air. And down here, um, you just smell must and dust and old. It's a library. It's a library. So you open up the door and uh, you see that you are in the center of an extremely large open chamber. And there are, as you all sort of step out into this chamber, out of the the spiral staircase sort of cylindrical room in the middle, and you step out into this chamber, it is very, it's, it's large and it's open, and there is just crap everywhere. You see papers strewn all over this enormous room. And I'm talking like the room is probably 120 feet on a side. Like it's a big open space. And you just see paper strewn everywhere. You see the remains of tables and chairs uh, sort of overturned in places or shoved up against walls. Um, you see, I mean, just uh, as you sort of take a look and examine what you see down here, it's mostly like fantasy office supplies, right? You see writing quills and you see parchment and you see ink pots and you see chairs and you see slate boards where notes could be taken and you all of that sort of stuff. But just just, just strewn everywhere about the room. And you hear the familiar click that always precedes the loudspeaker turning on, but the voice that you hear is not familiar. Well, I suppose it was inevitable that you made it this far eventually. I don't think I'll be much company down here. I don't... I don't like to remember it. So if you'll excuse me, perhaps I'll... I'll see you later. And the loudspeaker clicks off. Wait! Flick yells, wait, come back. I don't think they say anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, c- come back. We have so many questions for you. Yes, what is it? Uh, where are we? <laughs> they say, um, well, you're on the second level, and, and uh, like I said, there are far too many bad memories here. I, I think, I think I will go and perhaps see you if you decide to proceed further. Uh, uh just one more question. And I don't want to bring any bad memories up, but what exactly happened here? No, no, I couldn't possibly tell you. It's much too painful. Perhaps you'll be able to find bits of information and piece things together on your own, but I I, I simply can't. I, I apologize. I actually would love to be more helpful, but um, I, I can't. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. And it clicks off again. Ms. Dara just says into the room, she's like, are you who we call Robert? Or you someone else? And they don't respond. Okay. So uh, you see, just again, so you see all of this here. And as you're looking around, you realize that there are four doors, sort of one in each corner of the room that seem to 
uh, lead into sort of more private office spaces. You can't, obviously, you can't, they're stone doors, whatever, you can't see into them, but but it looks like just sort of the layout, you can tell that, like, this was sort of an open plan working space here in the middle, and then there are these four, like, private offices in the corners. Where did we come in from? Oh, the, the Right stairs. in the very <laughs> center of, right in the very center of the room. Okay. So the room is, like, a square shape? Squarish, yeah. Squarish, so that's, so the doors would be, like, north, south, east, west, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're in the corner, so technically northwest, northeast, southeast, and southwest, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, Bazir would like to start kind of just, like, taking a walk around the room, just kind of get an, uh, an idea of everything that's around inside there. Sure. Um, make me a... I'll say you can either make me a wisdom perception or a wisdom survival, I guess, as you sort of begin to, to take a little jaunt around the room. Just let me know which one you're doing in addition to the to the result you get. Well, survival is better, okay. so I'm going to do that. All right, great. 18. 18. Okay, so um, it's a lot dustier down here. If you remember, like, the top floor, and you, you sort of have pieced things together now, like, the top floor that you were on um, was pretty clean, um, and that's probably from the robots, like, moving around and going up and down those hallways all the time, and maybe they were cleaning up, or maybe it was just the passage of them over that floor over and over kept it sort of neat and shiny, but down here, it's dusty. It's messy. Um, You do see though, you do see crisscrossing tracks, uh, like wheel tracks, uh, that you know, look like any of the utility constructs that you saw up above. Uh, So you can tell that there has been some sort of construct activity here at some point. Uh, You just see them sort of crisscrossing all over the room. It's really hard to like follow any one set of the tracks because clearly there was a lot of motion at some point in time around this this whole space. Uh, Flick will go over to one of the unturned tables or the the papers where there's paper and just pick up some of the papers and see if he can read them. Uh, sure. Why don't you... Are you looking for anything in particular? Um, just, just something that what... might give information on, like, what happened or what was what kind of work was done here. Sure. Um, why don't you make me, please, a... I'll take either... You know what I want? Is intelligence investigation, please. That's an 18. Okay. Um, so you, a lot of it, a lot of his blank parchment, right? That just like, because like I said, it's like clearly this was some sort of like open, open f- format workspace, whatever. Um, you do find some parchment that has writing on it. Some of them are just strings of numbers and like what look like maybe data. Some of them are clearly like, well, again, the the easiest way for me to describe it for us and for our listeners is like stenography shorthand almost. So, like, the lettering is largely stuff that you recognize and can read, but it doesn't really make any sense because it's all some sort of, like, obvious, like, shorthand or lingo for something that you're just not familiar with. We need to find that orc stenographer again. I was just (laughs) thinking the same thing. Oh, my God. Um, I will say, Flick, though, that you do find, uh, with that 18, um, a piece of parchment catches your eye that looks different from the rest. This one, all the other pieces of parchment look like they were created loosely for whatever, but this part, this piece looks like it was torn from a, a bound tome of some sort. It's a slightly different color, it's a slightly different size, and it has like a, a ragged edge where it looks like it was torn out. Um, and it has full thoughts and, and sentences on it uh, that you can read. Roll me a d10, please. A one. Great. So you begin to read, and uh, you quickly realize that this is different 
not just the type of parchment, but what is written on it is very different from everything else in uh, in this pile of papers that you sort of looked at. Do you want to read it out loud or to yourself? Um, uh, myself first. Okay, great. So I'm going to send it to you while I go check what the other two are doing. So Kit and Bria, what are you all doing? Is there a desk? There are some desks in here. Yeah, some of them are overturned. Some of them are broken. Some of them are like stone, more like stone tables. So they're still pretty intact, but they've been moved around. So yeah, there are all those options. I'm thinking like a desk somewhere that would have drawers that I could go through the drawers. Um, Yeah, you can find one of those. Absolutely. Okay. Make me a uh, another intelligence investigation check. 16. Okay, a 16. So, and what what are you looking for? Anything in particular? Or what's what are you looking around for, Bria, in that desk? I'm looking for, uh, like, a journal of some sort. Um, obviously, anything that catches my eye that, w- that doesn't kind of match the general disarray. But, like, I specifically would like to find a journal. Okay. Um, so you sort of search through the through the desk drawers and in there are some some quills some ink wells that are all dried up at this point some blank parchment you find a few similar uh, sort of ciphers and and data sets and whatever as Flick did but you don't see anything sort of out of the ordinary in that in that desk okay I'm gonna take a couple pieces of the parchment you know to draw things on absolutely you do yes add those to your inventory uh, Kit what are you doing um, I want to inspect the doors. Okay, which one would you like to go to first? Um, I will start with the northeast door. Okay, go ahead and give me a wisdom perception or intelligence investigation. Are you taking passive? Uh, sh- <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Then my passive. <laughs> which is 18, right? Yes. Okay, so this door does appear to be locked. doesn't appear to be trapped, but you, I mean, you, that doesn't super surprise you. This doesn't look like... Uh, like a dungeon, right? This just looks like an office space that hasn't been entered in quite some time. But this door does look locked. Great. Can I move on to um, the southeastern door? Absolutely. Um, and I'll take your perception. I mean, you're passive there as well. That door does not appear to be... Oh, I'm sorry, that door is also locked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so as you check those two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to then come back around to Bizdira. So you're just sort of um, making a, a general circuit of the room. You all have split up, but you're all within view of each other. It's like I said, big open space. So you can all see yeah. each other. Bizdira, you're just sort of making a circuit of the room, just sort of taking it all in. What are you up to next? Next is uh, I want to go to a door that... Uh, Kit hasn't checked yet. Okay. So it's either of the western doors with the north or south. Which one? Um, I'll do the south. Okay. So you go to the southwest door, and that door does not appear to be... Uh, make me a... Actually, make me a wisdom perception check. It's a door. Was it a natural one? No, it's a four. Okay, so you can... I mean, again, it's just a door, so this one doesn't appear to be locked, but that's all that you notice out of you know about it. Um... I'm going to open the door. Okay. So you open it. And before I tell you what's in there, uh, Flick, you've now had a chance to read what you found on that parchment. Yes. Um, I'm not necessarily going to say anything out loud. Um, uh, I'm not going to read it out loud yet. Okay. Um, I want to yell over to Kit. Okay. And ask, maybe we should detect magic in this room. Uh... Sure. Do you think we need to cast it quickly, or do we have some time while you all look around? Um, it's not urgent. I'm just curious. Okay. Um, I'd like to do that as a ritual if we think we have ten minutes. Sure. Yeah. Great. Okay. So Kit's gonna sit and begin uh, her ritual for for detect magic. Bria, what are you up to? Kit, did you tell us that those two doors are locked? Uh, yeah. Before I started, I'll say, oh, by the way, those two doors are locked. Sure. Oh. Uh, so then I'll go to the northeast 
door um, okay. and examine it to see if I can get it unlocked. Intelligence investigation, if you want to examine first. Jeez, oh, I can't roll these. Uh, it's a nine. <laughs> uh, okay, so make me a dexterity thieves tools check with disadvantage. Oh, no. Because <laughs> you think you figured out this lock, but in fact you have misunderstood the inner workings of it. Uh, one was a crit. What was the oh. other one? Uh, a, ni- a 19 because I have a plus 9, but still. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's still fine. So you're still able to get it unlocked um, okay. and you can push that door open. So Bizdira and and uh, Bria, about the same time, managed to get their doors open and open them. Bizdira, um, you open your door and it takes a moment for you to sort of connect the dots and understand what you're seeing. Um, there's a sort of, so you see several things on the very top layer. What it actually looks like in here is a, a layer of little, I'm trying to think how to describe this without using like too much modern sensibility to it. You see like little wads of what look like transparent parchment, just sort of like crum- crinkled up, crumbled up and just all over the floor of this room and sort of and they're all lightly dusted like there's dust that has sort of settled on top of them underneath this sort of layer of transparent parchment there are shapes there are lumps there are clearly things underneath this parchment and as you look closer you realize that the shapes that you're seeing are the remains of people (gasps) Um, it doesn't smell. It's very dry. They're sort of just desiccated and and mostly either bones or sort of leathery, almost mummified. Not quite, because it's not that actively dried, but like that sort of idea. It doesn't smell particularly bad. It definitely smells stale and, and in here. But, um, but you realize that there's quite a few bodies laid out around the floor of this room underneath the translucent plastic. Um, I would like to pick up a piece of the translucent parchment and look at it. Yeah, so as you look at it, it it it's sort of like it's it's not exactly parchment. It sort of crinkles and makes like a it makes a crinkly sound. I don't know how else to describe it when you sort of pick it up and, and move it. There's no particular markings on it. They're all like you can tell they're all about the same shape. Uh, and you pick up a few of them and look at them and you realize that you're pretty sure that there's some sort of like container or it's it's flexible so same container it's not like Tupperware but it's like it was some sort of container or a pouch or something that held something and then was torn open um, and they're probably well I don't know maybe about that big which I know right. I'm holding up something that the listeners can't see but I also can't compare the size of it to what I'm thinking because that would be lame you'll understand why later oh. do I see any other doors or anything you don't in here you do see you do see several things you see in the very center of the room uh, once you sort of are able to peel your eyes away from what you realize are bodies in the center of the room there's a small sort of table that has a couple of chairs uh, pushed underneath it uh, you know just like sitting next to it pushed underneath it you look at the walls and the walls are sort of all along the far western and the northern wall of this room they're sort of like essentially like a countertop right built into the wall and above that countertop, there are uh, shelves. Uh, yeah, shelves. There are, I mean, it's so hard to describe this without just saying modern words, but like there are cabinets and shelves above all of those, all above the counters there. 
And there are, there is evidence of, like, paper strewn about this room as well. You can see some of it, like, sticking out from behind cabinet doors. You see a few pieces on the ground here and there. Not nearly as much as there was in the central room, but there is clearly some some debris of of the office in this in this room as well. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll come back to you in just a minute, Bizdira, and you can you can continue on in this room. But Bria, as you open up the northeastern door, you push this one open, and again, dust in this next room. There's a little bit of a feeling of pressure equalizing as you open it. Nobody's been in here in a very long time, and you see. Um, the entire, all the three northeast and south walls of this room. So you're essentially coming in from the western part of the room, but the northeast and south walls are all covered in some sort of. It almost looks like, like tree flesh, like the inside, like wood, but like the like the soft, very core of wood. Um, it's cork. It's corkboard. I don't know. I'm trying so hard. Uh, <laughs> I would not have gotten that. <laughs> so all three of these walls are essentially covered in cork. Okay. Uh, and you see that there, there are parchments uh, and, and writings and notes and things that have been pinned, that have been attached to the walls of this room all over. And there are some big pieces that sort of have lists on them. There are some smaller pieces. There are some drawings here and there. Some of the different pieces of parchment have string that, that have some sort of like twine that is connecting different pieces of it. But it's, at first glance, it's it's overwhelming and completely chaotic. I, uh, anything besides like parchment and stuff on the floor? Um, no, and there actually isn't a ton of parchment on the floor. There are a few loose pieces that you can see have very obviously fallen off of the the, the walls. Um, but actually, this is probably the cleanest, clearest, not clean because it's dusty, but clearest floor of any of the three rooms that I've described so far. Okay, um, I want to focus on some of the drawings. Okay, uh, make me, go ahead and make me another intelligence investigation check. It's gonna go well. <laughs> oh, that's not as bad as the rest of them. Uh, 16? Okay, yeah. So you see there are several little collections of drawings that you run into. And so one of the one of the little collections that you see, and they're they're pretty they're not childish, but they're also like clearly not done by an artist of your caliber. Right, right. Uh they're like they're like they're diagrams, right? More than they are pieces of art. Right? They're sort of they're scientific sketches, okay. not right um and you see some some pretty not not comforting depictions on here um you see one that looks like some sort of a strange uh like central dark mass and you see all of these tentacles is the best way to describe them coming out from this dark indistinct central mass a bunch of the tentacles are you can see like there is very clearly an area of ground depicted and some of the tentacles are like anchored into the ground Uh, a lot of the tentacles are just sort of pulsing all around this center mass there's another drawing sort of near there that has, uh, that is, you look at it and you sort of, you flinch and then you look again and you realize that actually it's not, it's not an exact uh, match, but it startles you because it is surprisingly uh, like the giant worm that you all dreamt about. Oh, I guess, Bria, you didn't dream about it, but you absolutely would have because you were the one who came up with the worm idea. Um, But if you all remember back on the Halloween episode, that worm that was chasing you, it it looks a lot like that. It is a giant worm with an enormous gaping maw with teeth sort of running, lining the edges of its its maw. 
And then there, the rest of the drawings in that little section are just sort of variations on those two themes, right? Like putting tentacles on the worm beast or putting a giant maw on the tentacle beast or sort of, like I said, variations on those those themes. Okay. Okay. Um, Kit, you're still casting. We're going to get to you very shortly, but I am going to hop back to Flick real quick. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> this has all been so fascinating. I'm just sitting here listening. Um, I, okay, so after I asked Kit to do that, um, I would remind me, Bria, you were in the northeast door. Mm-hmm. And Bizdir is in the southwest. And the Perf. southeast was the other locked one. Correct. That was the other locked and one. No, so no one's had a look at this at the northwest one. Yeah, I'll go up there. Okay. You make me a wisdom perception check if you like. A 15. Appears unlocked and untrapped, but the- who cares? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll open the door. Okay. Bizdira, what are you doing before I tell Flick what he sees in there? What are you doing down in your room? Is it possible for me to walk through the room to get to the cabinets without stepping on any of the bodies? Yeah, there's, I mean, it's not, the floor is not covered in bodies. There are a fair number of them, but yeah, you can walk around in there. As it is covered in those weird, clear parchment bag things. So like you're crunching and crinkling and making a lot of noise as you walk through and sort of sift through them, but you can avoid the bodies. Yeah. I want to avoid the bodies. I want to open the cabinets. Okay, great. So you open the cabinets. Most of them are empty. Some of them have, like, piles of parchment sort of haphazardly shoved into them. A few of them have small sort of earthenware cups or uh, plates, things like that, like uh, kitchen-type things in them. Is there any writing on any of the parchment? I'm just, like, flipping through it. There is some of it. Yeah, you can flip through it, and some of it is, is written on. A quick glance is, is mostly the same as what the click, quick glance that Kit and Flick got, which is, you know, a lot of weird ciphers, a lot of numbers that you can't understand. Um, a few have a bit more writing on them. That's, that's just a very quick cursory glance through them. I would also like to investigate one of the bodies. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and make me an intelligence investigation or wisdom perception. That's a crit. Okay. Um, so you find, you find a body, and there are a lot of things about it that are... Well, you, I, don't, I don't know. You can tell me how you react to them. Um, the first thing that you notice when you, like, clear off some of these translucent parchments from it... The first thing that you notice is that this body, it belongs to an elf. And you haven't seen a humanoid on the last refuge since you got here. I mean, I guess orcs are humanoids. They're orc subtype. But like, right, you haven't seen human, elf, dwarf, gnome, halfling since you arrived here. This is an elf body. Um, We'll say with the crit, we'll say it's one of the ones that sort of dried out and didn't, like, isn't a skeleton. Like, there's actually still some, a few scraps of of flesh and clothing and things on it. Um, So you can see, like, you're really examining it closely. You can see on its fingers, the edges, the tips of its fingers, particularly on its left hand, um, are stained dark. And you realize that they're, uh, that it's ink, that they're, like, ink-stained the fingers of its left hand in particular. You can see that, uh, make me, you know what? It was a crit, so we'll, we'll, it's good. Make me a wisdom medicine check with advantage. 18. You don't notice any obvious, there's no obvious cause of death in looking at it. Um, it's, it's hard to force trauma or anything like that. Right. There's no blunt force trauma. There's no stab wounds or puncture wounds, right? There's no discoloration of, the flesh in a way that would immediately suggest poison to you or something like that, right? Um, it's hard to gauge an age. It's, you know, if it's an elf, it's it's theoretically possible that it might have died from old age, but you don't get the sense that it was particularly old, whoever this was. So at first, and, and like I said, it's been so long that it's like, it's obviously like really skinny, but that's because it's a dead 
dried out corpse, so like you don't know if right. Like there's a lot that you can't tell, but there's no obvious cause of death when you when you look at it. Um, so anything else that you'd like to know about it, you can sort of guide this a little bit too. I can answer some questions for you, powered by the apocalypse style. Does it have any sort of uh, like pockets or pouches or anything on it that I can in- check? Yeah, so sure. Again, yeah, we'll give you a little bit more than than I would have for the crit. So yeah, there. I mean, the clothing is mostly also sort of you know gone away, d- disintegrated almost. You do find. Oh, I know what you find. You find a little pouch uh, that's attached to what remains of its like belt, and inside the pouch is a is a, a bunch of like it's a little coin purse size pouch, but it's full of sand. I'm gonna hold on to that. Sure. And this can happen on another turn, but I, she wants to go around the room and kind of investigate the other bodies and see if she can tell if they're all elves or if they're different creatures. Great. Hey, everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, here with a few mid show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be delectable if you could pop on over to iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you get our podcasts from, and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read any five-star reviews we get on the air to recognize you as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people that will get to listen. Doesn't have to take more than a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We don't have a new review to share this week, but be sure to stick around to the very end of the episode to hear this week's blooper. We also want to remind everyone that we do still have our Patreon page. You can go to Patreon patreon.com slash dnd last refuge pledge as little as one dollar a month and get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like access to the players character sheets bonus content early access to one episode a month and all kinds of other fun stuff Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so very much for their support. Thank you to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Los Bargases, Eliyahu of Merc Grove, and Sir Mox the Magnificent. If you want to get shoutouts on the show, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron. We want to thank BattleBards for providing a lot of the fantastic music you hear on our show and D&D Beyond for being generally amazing in every way possible. Check out both of those services at BattleBards.com and DNDBeyond.com. And if you decide to use either of them, tweet at them and tag us with at DNDLastRefuge to let them know we sent you. This week, we also want to thank the incomparable Judy Jetset Barbosa. Judy is an amazing voice actor and tabletop gamer, and she recorded some really incredible voice work for us that y'all will be hearing coming up pretty soon in this episode. I'm so pleased with how it turned out. Check out more of what Judy does by following her on Twitter at at jetset underscore, or going to her website, campsite.bio slash queenjetset. We'll put links in our episode notes for you to check out her stuff. Just one non-last refuge announcement this week. Trece Albas is a Spanish-language D&D stream set in a homebrew world with stories and monsters modeled after Mesoamerican myths and legends, and I'm going to be guesting on it as a player for a one-shot this Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern on Elwarius's Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash Elwarius. That's E-L-W-A-R-I-U-S. You can also find it hosted on the D&D Twitch channel, Twitch dot tv slash dnd so come check us out other than that don't forget to keep an eye on our twitter or the website to find out where and when you'll be able to see me playing at dnd live 2019 in a few weeks and hop on over to the dms guild and search for seasons of fairy f-a-e-r-i-e to get your hands on my latest published adventure i think that's enough chatting for this week let's get back to the episode thanks for listening and happy gaming y'all flick Uh, I'm going to do you in the room, and then I'm going to get back to Kit, who will have finished her spell at that point. So, Flick, you open that door, and you are... You see what is unmistakably, at first glance, like, 
a supply closet. Um, you see like uh, wooden wooden buckets, and you see some some uh, you know broom type you know long wooden staves that have twigs at the end of it that are clearly like brooms. But you also see a bunch of shelves that have uh, little boxes on them. Uh, and all of the boxes are labeled with various types of glyphs, none of which make any particular sense to you, but again, is clearly some sort of like shorthand or or categorization thing that you just don't understand. But there's there's a bunch of them of all different sizes, all over shelves that cover every wall from about like shoulder height on you and up. Uh, gonna... uh, maybe a little bit lower because you're tall-ish. So maybe like, uh, I don't know, mid chest and up. Sure. Um, I'm going to grab a box and look inside. Sure. Roll me, please. Roll me a d8. Four. And now roll me a d20. A 15. Um, So what you find is a hollow orb that weighs about five pounds. It's about five inches in diameter, so it's not super big. The outer shell looks like it's it's made up of notched bronze rings, uh, which you can sort of rotate and turn so that the notches all, uh, like you can see how they could all line up. The notches could all line up. Okay. Um, any glyphs on it of any sort? Not that are immediately obvious, no. Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to hold on to that. Okay. <laughs> I think I want to keep going through these boxes. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll another D8 and another D20. I'll do one more, and then we'll pop to Kit, who I know is anxiously awaiting the results of yeah. her detect magic. Uh, two. Okay. And a 16. Um, so in this box are several, several, like, what if, what at first looked like bolts of, of sort of relatively plain fabric. Um, as you pull them out, you realize that, uh, in fact, these are tunic and, like, pant sets. Um, they're all sort of in the same color. They look they look almost like uniforms because they're so sort of, like, plain and identical, right? Um, and they are pristine. There's not a tear on any of them. They are all... There, there seems to be just no wear and tear on these whatsoever. Great. And uh, what color are they? Uh, they're sort of like a, a beige-ish, tan-type color. Cool. Pretty nondescript, yeah. All right. Are there four sets? In this box, there are five sets. Hmm. Oh, okay. One for Ollie. All right, Kit, you finish up the detect magic spell. And uh, you cast it upstairs at some point, right? Yes. And you got basically nothing, right? Yes. I mean, whatever you all had on you maybe pinged a little bit. You got nothing up there. It's it's almost overwhelming, not because there's a ton, but because of the first time since you entered the temple that you finally got a reading on things that weren't just on y'all's persons. Um, There is definitely... You sort of do some some deduction uh, and realize that if you are sensing magic coming from below you all, and you're sensing it through whatever the stone floor is, whatever's down below you is some some powerful juju. Whatever's down there, um, you do also, however, uh, sense a few other bits of magic. Uh, what's the range on detect magic? Is it thirty feet? Yeah, thirty feet. Okay, so I'll, do you want to sort of make a circuit around the room to sort of get a, a good sense? Because the room is much larger than that, so you can sort of... Yeah. Great. So you make a circuit around the room clockwise or counterclockwise? Uh, let's go clockwise. Okay, so you begin to circle the room, and uh, you detect... Magic? 
<laughs> Alright, smartass. <laughs> you don't detect anything in the southeastern area. In the middle of the southern wall, you detect something on the wall, and you can focus on it and uh, discover that there is an aura of illusion coming from the southern, the center of the southern wall. Um, do you want to continue around? Do you want to look at that more closely? Or do you just want to continue for now to get a general sense? Um, mm, I want to. I want to look at this more closely. Okay, so uh, you can go up and make me an intelligence investigation check. Fifteen. There is. It's hard to. It's hard to put your finger on, but there's something off about a chunk of the center, so the, the the center of the southern wall where you're getting this illusion. And you're you're a smart girl. You realize that there is some sort of illusion work hiding something here, but you can't looking at it and examining it. You can't pierce the veil of the illusion. You can't quite figure out what it is just by by looking at it. Okay. I will mentally note the location yeah, definitely. that something is off, and definitely. I will continue on my circuit. Okay. Um, you don't really get anything from the southwestern area. Uh, oh, that's not true. From the southwestern area, you do actually get uh, some uh, some really, really faint transmutation auras, and you realize that they're coming from the bodies in the room where Bizdira is. So this also means you see this room full of bodies. Do you want to investigate that, or do you want to keep going? I'm going to keep going. That's yep. freaky. Yep. <laughs> so you keep heading. You get to the northwest side. I think I said northeast, but I meant north- southwest. So you're now at the northwest side, and the room that Flick is in is full of fairly weak auras, but there's a ton of them. Yeah, that's what I thought, and I'm... So excited. Great. Yeah, since Flick is already in there, I'm just going to say, there's a lot of magic in here. And keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you head over to where Bria is, and you don't really get anything from that room either. Except my beautiful, smiling face. Except your beautiful, smiling face. Cool. Okay. So what do you, uh, how, do, what, how do you all want to proceed? Um, Kit, I'll let you, if you have something that you want to do, go ahead and tell us. But otherwise, like, let's, let's, if you all want to stay separate and sort of doing your own things, that's fine. If we want to, like, team up and regroup, I don't, you all just tell me, but I'm not going to go around in turns this time. Yeah, I kind of want to regroup. I know that, uh, Bizdira, you said you had something that you wanted to look at the other bodies, Yeah, I mean, right? I'll, I'll give, I'll give Bizdira that information, but I just want to know what you all want to do. I want to regroup. That's my vote. Okay. I'm down with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, um. Yeah sketch out some of these drawings that I've seen, just, like, very basic sketches, so I can bring that out and show everyone. Yeah, I mean, just, like, easy line drawings, like, you don't need to make a check for that, that's fine. Okay, so, Bizdira, you spent a few more minutes before you all regroup out here, and there are um, all manner of species of creatures in that room, um, none of which you have seen since getting here to the Last Refuge. Um, Elves, there is, you find a dwarf, uh, you find several gnomes, several humans, a halfling, mostly, well, what about mostly elves? I guess there's probably a few more elves than anything else, but, like, it's not overwhelming majority or anything like that. Okay. All right, um, so you all regroup. Have a, have a, have a chat. Yeah, yeah. Was there something else you wanted, Kit? Oh, I was just going to say, if Bizdira was taking a few minutes in that room, I would probably poke my head in there and see if I could get a deeper sense. Uh, of the magic? Of the magic, yeah. Yeah, so it's coming from their clothes. 
And oh, I'll just okay. go ahead and I'll just go ahead and tell you that when you all regroup, Flick, are you bringing those mat- those items that you pulled out of the boxes? So you see Absolutely. that the auras, the aura of the clothes in Bizdir's room match the aura of the clothes that Flick brings out of his room. Cool. So you all regroup and you all sort of like sit and settle in. And so at that point, like those of you who don't have your constructs strapped to you, like you know, they've become just sort of like an appendage at this point. You don't think about them, but you go to shift them if they're not attached to you and you realize that they have become completely inactive. Mm. Ah. Okay. Well, we still have okay. this last room. Um, I'll show them the drawings and I'm assuming we're just all telling each other everything. Yeah, the pretty much everything that we've heard. I will go ahead and um, sh- I'll show you guys the parchment that I found. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to play that game. That's not very uh-huh. nice of you. <laughs> You're an yes, asshole. I know. <laughs> um, do you want me to read it out loud? Yeah. Uh, DM? No, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll have... No, no, no. I mean, yes, Flick will read it out loud. To the rest of right the Right now, you do not have to read it out loud. We have a surprise. I'm so bad at journals. Growing up, parchment was far too expensive, and even after Da started encouraging me to write and develop my talent, I couldn't help but feel guilty to be using up so much of it on something that felt so frivolous. I could never get into the habit. I guess that's all changed now, though. Parchment certainly isn't in short supply at the Arcanium, and no amount of private journaling that I could do could possibly match the amount of parchment used in a single day here. That's it. That's it. That's it. Interesting. Arcanarium. <laughs> yeah. Um. Interesting. I. Oh damn it. Yeah, I'll tell everyone about the magic that I sensed both below us and in the room, and okay. I'm gonna point out the spot on the wall. Okay. Where I don't know what's happening. Should I okay. try to unlock this last room so we make sure we don't miss anything? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Do we all want to go over there? Yeah. I will also say, like, well. Go, let's go ahead and do this. Okay, so you're trying to unlock this room. Are you thieves tooling it, or are you intelligence investigationing it? I investigated it. How'd it go? The same. It's a 10. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, a 10? Okay, but a 10, you don't get disadvantage. A 10, you just roll your thieves tools normally. And I crit failed. <laughs> oh, okay, just can't just can't get that lock open. Gosh darn it. Can yeah. this dare try to <laughs> yes. kick it? Yes, you can try and kick it. I need a strength athletics check, please. Uh, that's a 11. It kind of hurts. I, ow. Ow. Oh man, we gotta get in there. Can I try one more time to see if she? So so it? so so hold on. So let's do this because we are we are approaching the the end of this episode. Uh, so so let's do this before you worry about this specific room. Can we sort of have? I want to have. I want to hear you all have a conversation about what you found, what you think is going on in here, what you want to do, right? Other than just get into this room so you don't miss anything, right? Like you know, nothing so- is is as simple or straightforward as you've ever seen it. So have a conversation. Well, so, yeah, go ahead, Kit. We didn't see any doors in any of the rooms that we went into, correct? Correct. So we need to figure out how to get down. My first instinct is that the illusion, that is hiding the door to go to the next place. Here, here. Um, I, it's, the, it's the northeast door, correct, that we can't get open? Am I following correctly? Southeast. Southeast. The southeast. 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 Great. I didn't detect any magic there. I don't have any strong impulse that we have to have to get the door open. Um, I'd rather personally focus on moving on, but I will defer to the group. <laughs> Should um, 
just a, a quick little history thing. I believe that Bria had learned about other species of people having been on the island before and being a part protectors of the thing, right? Well, and with the drawings of these monsters that Bria found, this is going to make me think of Chuckles and, like, the people below. The ones, like, them. Quote, air quote, them. That brings me back to that. Uh, It couldn't give you any sort of, like, explanation beyond that, but that's what that... This is maybe somehow connected. And we're... I mean, we literally went down a giant downward staircase, like, spiral staircase. Right. So like, do we? No, go ahead. No, I, I mean that's. Just, I'm putting all of this together and just thinking maybe this is the them or maybe this was their headquarters, like the Arcanarium. Like the maybe that's <laughs> this is their headquarters or obviously where they studied, trying to you know figure figure out different. Pro- I don't know. My instinct is that they were creating the monster thing here. Like, based on the fact that, like, there were these two drawings, and then the drawings had, like, things, like, different combinations of, like, where the teeth go and stuff like that. And them saying they, when they said, there we go, uh, (laughs) when they said that, like, dark stuff happened down here, there's also something with these clothes that, like, I am like, do we put them on, or does that make them dangerous since they were wearing those? Um, um, what kind of magic was it? It was transmutation? Transmutation on the clothes. Um, I think the little sphere that you had, which Kit could have also gotten a look at, was evocation and and maybe abjuration. Actually, I think it was probably mostly abjuration. Um, I will also say, like, remember that, like, what you all did in those rooms was, like, a couple of minutes of searching around. I gave you some specific things, but it was by no means, you know, exhaustive in any in any place so far. Yeah. I just wanted you... Like, we were going a lot of directions, and I was beginning to sort of lose track of things, and I know the listeners probably were too, so I wanted us to sort of have a little central moment, but don't think that that means that I'm pushing you to, like, get out or whatever. Can I... I would like to, if it's okay with Flick, take the journal entry from him and since it's a little bit of a different color kind of like scan around the room maybe with kit like scan around the room and see if we can find that color anywhere well, that's, else that's what room. i was gonna do next okay. actually yeah. i think that that's gonna sure. give us some answers okay yeah for sure does it do we want do we all want to be a part of the search do we want how do we want sure okay so everybody make me uh Wisdom perception or intelligence investigation, since you're since you're looking to, to sort of match this parchment type, like you all get a good look at it. So you're looking for something specific. I think Bria might have crit, or she's decided to take up what do we call what do you call marching uh, band? Marching band. The What's the drum drum majoring? Uh, so we'll do Bria last. Bizdira. seventeen. Kit passive. <laughs> yes, eighteen is fine. Flick. Thank you. Fifteen. Okay, and Bria. Twelve. Just kidding. It's a crit. <laughs> <laughs> So you all spend a good amount of time really searching this room. You sort of all split up. And just by happenstance, like, after several minutes of searching, you all sort of converge on one spot. And you're all, like, you end up, like, you've searched the whole room. There's this one last desk that you are uh, looking at. And you're searching the desk. You're looking in the drawers. You're not finding anything that matches. And finally, sort of all, like, Bria notices it first. um, But, like stuck to the underside of one of the drawers is another piece of that parchment and it looks like Bria with that with that crit like it looks like it was deliberately hidden 
here on the underside of this drawer. But it is the same type of parchment, the same sort of uh, ripped out piece of paper. Go ahead and roll me a D8. A D10, I'm sorry. Seven. Okay. And so you find another one of these parchments. Do you want to read this one out loud? I know you don't want to because you want to pay Flick back, but... (laughs) Well, I want to know what it says first, and then I'll read it out loud. You're a nightmare. Okay. (laughs) So you get this information first, Bria. Can I just read it? But leave out the last three words. Why? Just to be mean. Ugh, you're the worst. (laughs) Okay. So since you were the first to spot it, Bria, you sort of pull... You carefully pull the parchment away from the underside of this drawer, and you begin to read... Uza was the first to succumb. I think it was her bond with the eye that made her more susceptible. Gard and Rithmala, the arcanists who were bound to the shield and the spellbinder, went right after Uza. It was awful. Slumbering beast, it was awful. It was early in the returning, like something was just waiting for them to start. I was still putting our things down in the corner of the node chamber. I'd taken to bringing a walking staff with us for Uza to lean on during our walk back to her chambers, but it was heavy and I usually stashed it in the corner along with my pack and her component pouch. Just as I set the staff down, the screaming started. The note just exploded, but it didn't really. When I turned to look, I had to shield my eyes. The magic was so bright, but not bright exactly... It's so hard to explain. And at this point in the note, the writing, you can see, began to, the quill began to gouge into the paper, and the the handwriting becomes big and jagged and angry. I'm not an arcanist! Why do I have to be the one to record this? I don't understand any of it. I don't understand any of it. And there are a few more aborted attempts at writing, but all of them are smeared and smudged as if water drops kept falling onto the page. And that is where we're going to leave it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what all of these journal entries are about and what other things the team is going to learn on level two of this temple or arcanarium as this writer calls it you can reach out to the tlr team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on twitter and instagram at at dnd last refuge that's at d the letter n d last refuge if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us you can also email us at dnd last refuge at gmail.com if you want to know more about us as players access our patreon see some awesome fan art and much more you can go to our website www.dndlastrefuge at gmail.com as always i want to thank robert hupf my story consultant for this campaign and of course all of you for listening i'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master dm jazzy hands and with me i have bizdera kid bria and flick happy gaming y'all table.